Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a voice actor who can be heard in the video games marvel avengers academy and whispers of a machine amongst others as well as the tv series god school and the upcoming film loveland please welcome ivy dupler welcome hi thank you for having me on (laughs) absolutely thank you for coming on i appreciate it yeah, the fun question. How are you? Uh, as as well as one can be, I suppose, in, in this current climate. Uh, yeah. As described by every other script I have to audition for. They love that phrasing, in this current climate. That's a big one. Uh, well, it's very, like, dramatic. I mean, there's a dramatic element to it. It's also, like, nondescript in this current climate, like, filling kind of a blank mm-hmm. canvas mm-hmm. in which to project, I guess. But um, how is New York right now? Um, it's actually pretty good, all things considered, I'd say. It's interesting, because I live in Brooklyn, and if anything, on the street that I live on, it's crazy. It's kind of more lively than ever in some ways, because, um, you know, like all the, um, the restaurants and bars and stuff like that, everything's outside now. So it's kind of like very European, almost like you have all these little, like the streets are overrun with like little makeshift table cafe outdoor setups, you know what I mean? So yeah, in the area where I live, yeah, it's like lots of bars and restaurants and stuff on, on my block. And it's just like you step outside, almost feels like a street fair every day, like the amount of tables and stuff set up and people out there, you know, people wearing masks and, and stuff, thankfully. That's fun though. Like It's pretty lively, yeah. I imagine too, though, it's almost like the relief of both being outside and amongst people again i imagine it's kind of infectious i guess i mean it's funny i actually had not seen people who like i live with my boyfriend's so, like he doesn't he doesn't count here <laughs> like i yeah. haven't seen a person no like i haven't <laughs> seen friends like besides him like socially since march up until this week like this week it was um or i guess last week now because the week is See, it was day. oops it was a week um, and a half for me so i know oh, exactly uh, what you mean yeah how was that that was nuts like last thursday that's when i broke like quarantine legit and I went on a hike with like a couple of friends who've also been keeping safe and all that stuff and it was it was weird like when we first showed up you know because we, we go, went there in separate cars and stuff and then um we like went an hour outside the city to go on a hike and then we met up in this parking lot and it was this awkward thing where it's just kind of like facing each other in the parking lot everyone's all like masked <laughs> up and like keeping a distance and then yeah. everyone kind of went around it's like okay we all been safe if we keep enough distance, are we okay? Like on the trail, are we like this kind of like feeling it out? And then it got more and more normal, I guess, as as the day progressed. But it was kind of strange. It's like, oh wow, I can see people. <laughs> I did a very different situation. It was just me sitting outside in the garage of a friend's house with their glass door open, and it was just us talking. And I was like sitting in their garage because mm. in January my second godson was born. I hadn't seen him since all this, and so it was just a amazing to see him, but b just that realizing it's incredibly unnatural to not see people, to yeah. not feel that that energy and just kind of that realization of like, yes, we can do what we're doing right now. And that kind of bridges that gap to some degree, mm-hmm. but it's so not the same thing at all. Right. No, totally. So, yeah, I imagine that must have been just like, yeah, to your point, like tense to some degree because it's still the fear <laughs> of getting something. But then you're hiking and then eventually that that kind of like relent to some degree because it's just oh, like, oh, yeah. we're back to doing what we did. Yeah, kind of. Because it's like everyone, it's strange because I feel like, uh, you know, everyone's personal 
boundaries have kind of naturally just expanded. Like, I feel like no one yeah. had to say, hey, can you back up? Like, we all just knew, you know what I mean? Because it was like, it was three couples who went. So if anything, it was good because it was kind of like everyone had their own little mini pod. Like, you know, <laughs> these two are close together, these two, and then these two. And then we're all kind of like roughly four or five feet apart at all times. Trying, You know what I mean? Like on yeah. the trail in our little groups. Um, so definitely got a little more normal um, as the day went on, but it was still still strange um there's so many more unspoken and spoken rules now mm -hmm. for people and it's just that kind of i haven't put the reps in so i have to be more conscious than ever of what those are because i guess ultimately you know and granted you know when you have friends you kind of have some expectation of what they're going to do and that they're fair and reasonable and going to be just very respectful of your space. But if you go out into the quote-unquote like wild, you don't know what other people are going to do. And right. I just feel very tense of that because I'm like, I can control me. But for all, all I know is this is a, a person that thinks this is all a hoax. I have no idea. No, same. I, I don't leave the house that <laughs> that oh, much. Like, yeah. Um, if anything, we've been trying to go. Like, at first, we're like, we're going to do daily walks. And I think it lasted <laughs> one day. Like, like in yeah. The streak has been one daily. That's it. Um, <laughs> it's a nice to, idea, though. Yeah, in theory, it's like let's walk up and down the block. Like, mm, okay, that kind of. I'm just now realizing, like, that's okay to do, but still kind of freaks me out. Like, I, I don't know. Like, again, it's cool to kind of see, like, okay, all of our favorite businesses, bars, restaurants, etc., like doing as well as they can right now, yeah. judging by how many people are out there. But it's still scary. It's like I don't, I don't want to like eat outdoors because everything's really like tight around here, and so you know what I mean, like. So it's still, I don't know. I feel like I'm being very, I hope, I mean, even if I am being hypervigilant, I don't think that's a bad thing right now. No, um, no, honestly, yeah. of the two, for sure. Like, <laughs> I'd rather anybody else, including myself, be hypervigilant and if anything, overreacting, which is like whatever that means at this point, mm. as opposed to just like, yeah, no mask, fuck it, man. Like, no mask. And I think vaccinations are more of an option, really. Like, anybody like that, I'm like, no. Stay as far away from me as you can, <laughs> yes. in general, yeah. let alone right now, forever. I do want to ask you, voice acting, so you have a lot of experience in it, and more and more. How did you break into that, I guess is my question. Uh, so basically, I uh, was always a big fan of video games as a child, um, mm -hmm. but not in the way you're thinking. Like, I didn't really have a console until I was, like, 13. It was, like, the old school Xbox, and I had, like... Harry Potter games and the tennis game that it came with. Like, I didn't yeah. have um, a lot of stuff for that. So I played a lot of PC games as a kid, specifically, like, uh, adventure games, like all the Nancy Drew games and point-and-click stuff and all that. Yeah. So I always really loved those games, and I always kind of secretly wanted to do voiceover for them, but I didn't, like, make a thing out of it for a while. And then kind of, uh, I guess, like, five-ish years ago now, I mentioned it to uh, my partner at the time, and I was just kind of like, Oh, you know, like I was having like one of those, you know, it's like everyone's been there. It's kind of like between jobs. I'd actually uh, interviewed for a job because I'm in my past life. Uh, I'm also like a copywriter and I used to work in editorial for publications, things like that. So I was actually interviewing for a job at a, a video game publication. And I'd made it very far. Like it's like five rounds of interviews and then got rejected when they're down to their final four candidates. And that like crushed me. And I was out with my partner at the time and I was saying like, you know what I really want to do? Like, I want to do voiceover for game. And he was like, you should do that then. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin on that. And like a few days later, he's on Twitter and he saw an open call happening for just like, you know, open auditions through Twitter for like an indie game dev that he really liked, who I really liked, who he introduced me to his work. So I auditioned for it with no experience. 
and did not book it because this is not a, a fucking fairy tale. So like, um, <laughs> no, but it was fun just to be able to like say that I recorded, you know, I was able to submit an audition. What the hell? That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, ended up getting in touch with the casting director who did the auditions, found out that they did voice coaching and things like that, did some classes with her, took more classes more training, eventually built demo reels, started sending the reels around, etc. And then it just kind of went from there, I suppose, in different ways. And uh, the last year or so, things have been ramping up even more so in an exciting way. So that's that, so cool. Believe it or not, that's the short version. But yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, look, it was a deeply unfair question. I'm like, please summarize your experience with this and what you're doing. With the classes, though, is that something, I'm, I'm sure... This is also probably a deeply unfair question, but in terms of summarizing it, <laughs> is it focusing on like voice control? What sort of things do you do in that? It depends. It depends on a lot of things because there's like classes for, you know, like understanding commercial copy, more video game focus, more uh, animation focus, which are more like character based type stuff, you know, like exploring what your voice can do. I would say in short, though, all classes have to do with copy interpretation, being okay. comfortable on a mic, exploring, you know, like acting choices and instincts which again you know varies depending if it's like a commercial thing sure or a, a character thing that kind of stuff but yeah <laughs> that makes Interesting. sense it's a, it's a lot of that yeah no that makes sense yeah because it's it's like motivation and i guess that, yeah like kind of acting lessons through the prism of more voice related uh, you know as opposed to just i guess body control and things like that yeah which is important which is important too um yeah like definitely like improv and things like that you know just like straight up acting classes is definitely important especially when doing video game stuff and animation but yeah i'd say for like commercial voiceover classes it's a lot more understanding what's selling and how to sell it to put it briefly i suppose <laughs> yeah it's one thing to have the ability but if it's not in a way that is whatever this means consumable to somebody casting then it's like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter ultimately because all they know is what they hear or see whenever you audition so right. i was curious too do you find that people are just like oh anybody can be a voice actor like which i'm sure <laughs> uh all the time yeah. okay that's okay that's <laughs> yeah. what i was wondering and oh, i'm sure yeah. that's incredibly infuriating yes. and belittling <laughs> for what you do oh my god you have no ideas it's really funny i was just ranting about this like <laughs> i'm not even getting like like a week ago i booked something recently that i'm really excited about and i made the mistake of like well not a mistake but i'm being facetious but i suppose somewhat a mistake of like announcing that you know on my social platforms including facebook where i'm still mm -hmm. which is mostly dead in my opinion for what i use it for just at this point like connecting and voice acting groups and just sharing news of stuff i'm booking but, but that's it that's you know so yeah. i am you know still quote friends with a lot of people from college high school who i don't talk to or never spoke to or spoke to once or used to be friends with till they didn't, you know, they stopped talking to me and now suddenly I'm useful again. So, like, after <laughs> posting about, like, this cool video game thing I'm going to be in, cool. I'm not kidding. I got four different messages within the past two weeks of people who, again, I've either never spoken to, but they're like, hey, you were friends with my friend. And, Veritable uh, strangers from another yeah, life. Someone I, like, went out with once in college and then ghosted me. Huh. He's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, I'm just thinking. I'm, like, almost 30. It's time. I want to explore <laughs> new things. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. I have a voice. Um, so why yeah. can't I do this? It's nuts. And it's funny because, like, you know, some people it's funny like i have varying reactions to this if it's someone who asks like 
how do you do that? And then I give the answer, which I basically just told you, which is just like, yeah. it's classes and training. You know, it's it's time Hard consuming. Work. Right. It's expensive. It's not a given. It's going to take a lot of time. You're not going to make a profit from this for a while. It takes a lot. You're going to fail a lot. But, yeah. you know, both in terms of not booking and also making bad dis- business decisions, like all sorts of stuff. But that's how you do Okay, but how do I be in games though? It's like, oh my god, you get that, or you get sometimes people being like, yeah. So I'm thinking of buying a mic. Where do you find castings? It's like if you're asking me that, you don't know. They'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> before you need to ask that. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, and they're asking a person, which unbeknownst to them. Yeah. You know, as you said earlier, like you found the audition and then you fell into it, and you just, as much as one can, I suppose, mm-hmm. figured it out and went through the the repetitions of it. Yeah. And again, hard work, but yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Please do right. all the work that you did and then give me the the roadmap for that, please. Right. Because it's, it's crazy because there's so many. I mean, the good news is there's so many resources online and stuff, stuff that I wish I had like, which totally existed when I was even trying to do this like five years ago. But I just didn't even know about like uh, D. Bradley Baker is a really awesome voice actor, has a website literally called I want to be a voice actor dot com, which <laughs> I have referenced before. It's a great site. Like, it sounds like, you know, you're going to open it. And it's going to be like a joke page. But like, yeah. it is super detailed. I think he also recently updated it for people trying to break in now during like, you know, all this stuff where you need to first have like a good home studio and all all that. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. it is a great website. So, you know, sometimes I'll recommend that. And it's like, no, but really, it's like the response. It's like, that is really it. I promise you. Like, it's, very like, it's not a trap. I'm not trying to get your identity right, or your right, social security right, right. number. God, but no, it is definitely this weird attitude of like, well, if you're doing it, I can do it. And I, I with no experience, no nothing. So tell me, how did you do that? Because it's very dumb. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that it's- makes sense. So, yeah. No, but as if, yeah, as if, like, you can just roll out of bed and then just, I'm just going to become this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds cool. You're a nuclear physicist. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just going to do that. Exactly. My my boyfriend works in UX. And it's funny because I was trying to explain it to him. And I was just like, because he, he gets what I was complaining about. But I was trying to explain it like, no one would ever ask you that because he works at a big tech company. And it's just like, no one is going to be like, yo, so you work at that big, cool tech place, you know. So I was thinking, you know, I've always thought it was interesting how websites are laid out how do you how do you get a job there it's like what <laughs> that's not where you that's not <laughs> yeah the discussion so yeah no t- exactly it's frustrating i feel like um creative careers endeavors etc in general are kind of disrespected in this way but i feel like voice stuff in particular because literally all you need is just like a, a good microphone and the ability to speak and that's it like yeah it's it's really frustrating <laughs> yeah <laughs> Has your job changed at all in the wake of just everything going on and being in, I guess, you know, isolation and quarantine? Is it a similar thing or is it? It's a, it has changed a lot in some ways and in other ways it has not changed at all, which I know is a really good answer. Um, Because again, (laughs) it's like with voiceover in particular, it's so, it's such a wide industry in terms of where people are at in their careers, what kinds of work they normally do, what they're, you know, like for people who were at least working in studios all the time every day and just had like, you know, signed with like multiple agents who they would just like come into the casting directors of the agent's office 
office to record an audition there. Yeah. And then that's it. And then they book it and they go to the studio and that's it. Their day to day is changed a lot more from mine personally, where, you know, if some gigs I've booked have recorded in studio for some games and more often for commercials than games in my in my experience, the kinds of games I do, mm-hmm. um, have recorded in studio. So that's changed there. But a lot of the work that I do otherwise, like smaller stuff or stuff that's like, you know, for smaller clients or indie games, that kind of stuff, I was already recording that from home. So um, it was interesting to me, I guess, to hear that for some voice actors who are very, very successful, but were used to working in studio in a totally different setup, for them, it was this scramble to be like, oh, wait, I have to have a recording studio in my home now. I need like a good, my, I need to, you know what I mean? Like you kind of yeah. have to do that. Whereas, um, you know, for stuff that I was working on before, I'm just used to recording from home for most projects anyway. So that part was worked out okay, I guess, in that regard. But um, it's been interesting because also, you know, now that location's not a factor, I've been getting sent more castings that are for stuff that normally would be recording in LA or things like that, where no longer there's no more in-person in LA. So like, you know, as long as you have the the connection, like software-wise, the connection, you could do it from anywhere. So that's been nice and that I can do more stuff in that way. Though I do miss going into studio for some things and you know what I mean? It's like just unfortunate because like it's it's surprisingly a social career. I know it doesn't sound like it, but especially um, in New York, at least we have like a little Facebook group called Voice Actors of NYC. That's like quite (laughs) bumping. And, you know, there's a lot of like events and parties they used to do and you know, voiceover classes are best taught in person. So that way you can be in a real studio, get on a real mic, especially if it's your, you know, first time taking classes, that kind of stuff. So I've been taking Zoom classes every now and then just to stay current, but it's not the same. (laughs) It's definitely added also a new layer of competitiveness because now no longer is it just you have to, you know, sound good vocally, you have to sound good technically. So when I get sent stuff, you know, all the auditions say on it like we will be judging sound quality as well as vocal quality that kind of thing so you have to make sure they sound top-notch when you send out the audition that's interesting do you think that like there's that means they're quantifying it as like a level of professionalism if it sounds better i don't yeah that's interesting though just to to judge it in that regard well i mean because now because all the studios are closed um okay you have to be able to record it from home you know, now as things are opening up, yeah, as things are opening up, some some auditions say on it, you know, if talent does not have a home studio and is comfortable going into a recording studio, client will arrange a studio, that kind of thing. But it's like, I don't know, people's comfort level varies with this, but I feel like um, in general, the consensus is like, don't do it. I'm just doing voiceover in a studio right now is like one of the most dangerous things you could do um, I feel like COVID wise um you know we're all we're all spitting onto the same like metal plate in front of the mic and like tiny enclosed recirculated air spaces holding the same tablets and music stands with the same scripts and touching the same pencils and you know what I mean like there's just spit flying everywhere (laughs) it's so gross so um (laughs) uh yeah I know you said that you're predominantly we're doing recording from home anyway, Mm -hmm. but do you find that it allows you to kind of get in character more, I guess, to physically be there? I mean, it's it was better for me. The the times I've been able to record anything that's, you know, character stuff in a studio have been better for me just like Mm -hmm. physically than than home because my my home space where I'm uh, speaking to you from now is a treated closet. And like it sounds nice in here, but it is quite tight in here it's like particularly tight so I really aside from just kind of like moving my hands a little in front of my body and like maybe if I turn sideways like a little bit can move my hips like I can't 
I can't do much in here, which is unfortunate. That makes sense. Yeah, so like it's it's nice when it's at a studio that's like big and spacious and also like ventilated because it's it's hot in here because <laughs> you know <laughs> it's yeah. a closet. That's always helpful, I feel, because then you have like the space to to move around and get physical with it and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. When you're doing something like a video game or just, I guess, anything animated, I'm sure it depends on the job maybe, but are you getting visuals beforehand to kind of get a better idea of what you're working with or is it a lot of just like on the page? It's a good question. It really does depend because I I would classify a lot of the games I've done voiceover work for, I'll I'll refer to them as like double A indies, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like indie games... But they have, like, publishers behind them. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough of a a thing behind it that makes sense. So it depends. Like, one of those I did, not only did I have, like, portrait art of the character beforehand, I actually got to play the beta of the game, which was cool. Oh, cool. So it wasn't final yet, but, like, I could see so that way he could get a feel for the story. I was also the protagonist in that game. That was Whispers of a Machine. So that one, I got to play out most of the story already to see how everything fits together. It's also a detective game, so helpful for yeah. for me to know what's going on so that was cool that was definitely helpful to get the visuals on that but there have been other things where i have no idea actually a game that i recently recorded for i know that my character is evil and mm-hmm. i know that it's like cool sort of like high fantasy stuff going on or rather based on the scene i recorded like she used to be a good guy now she's kind of evil and now she's like feels bad about it it's like this is a whole thing i have no idea what she looks like and just based on context clues of like where the scene took place and kind of the thing because they gave that to me in like a script script format which was yeah. cool, like a movie script kind of because everyone has their own um, methods with this stuff some are just like excel sheets you know like it really depends for this in my head i had like my own vision of what, like like literally looking up pictures of what i think this character could look like and then putting a voice to what I'm imagining. Is that exciting or nerve wracking for you? It's exciting, I think, because it's like, you know what? I feel at that point, like, if it could um, to clarify, like, I had already booked this. So, although with the audition, I had even less to go on. They're like yeah. authoritarian voice. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I just, all right. So we just tried something, you know, because I felt like they'll tell me if they don't like it. <laughs> you know what I That's mean? Fair. I was like, you know, I'll figure it out. So you had creative so, license to start, like, from, yeah, from the I, beginning. Yeah. They also, okay. these, these developers, again, because, like, this is, my experience is not representative of, like, uh, how it works with, like, big AAA titles, because I don't have a ton of experience with yeah. those. So, like, just, you know, disclaimer on that. I've been fortunate in that a lot of the developers I work with, I've been able to communicate with them directly. So with this game in particular, they asked, you know, do you have any questions they actually sent me the lines of the other guy in the scene with me which has never happened before really Where that's he, cool yeah because he's the protagonist so he'd recorded everything already they're like oh yeah we have his lines if you want would that help i'm like yes <laughs> that would help everyone i feel um yeah so that was that was cool and you know and because they were so responsive i was able to email back and be like okay well i read the whole thing and i'm looking at this i noticed that like this happens in the scene would it be cool to try some takes where she's saying the lines like that because of the way that this happened? They're like, I oh, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, try it. So I did like, you know, three or four takes um, on each line. So, so way, way more of an open dialogue as opposed to, yeah, yeah, as opposed to like you're saying, the possibility of, I imagine like, yeah, the bigger the game and maybe the studio behind it, the more infrastructure and hierarchy there is to where it might not be so open or, or just yeah, although, back although, and forth. Although those um, typically would be recorded like live. Because even even some of the um, some of the uh, games I've done, like Whispers, like other ones um, like that that I've done in studio, 
had a director so at mm. least like you know he could tell me what's working what's not let's try it this way let's try it that way you know gotcha. in real time whereas a lot of the projects i do because i'm recording it remotely these guys actually the one i was just talking about they're in europe i have a lot of clients who are in europe so it's like time differences that kind of thing so i'll just try to get as much info as i can <laughs> you know maybe send some like samples to kind of figure out like what the voice should sound like just in terms yeah. of tone then you know record like three or four takes on the lines and give them the file to kind of like pick and choose from there has generally been my my recording process <laughs> that makes sense i'm curious too like there are just so many different types of projects and different studios and different things but what what are your hopes to about where to go next i guess um anywhere that will have me (laughs) (laughs) to be quite honest yeah like i said it's been it's been cool the the one personal silver lining in all this and like as bad as that is to say it has just been the fact that location does not matter anymore so it's just been exciting to get sent more stuff from bigger places in la stuff that normally need to be in la to (laughs) have the opportunity to even like see a script for so that's been cool so uh i'd like to continue on in that direction but while remaining in New York because I like it. So yeah. <laughs> something along those lines. Do you think that's going to stick to some degree? Like that this might be some level of the new normal? I hope so. I it hope seems so. like it would be. It makes yeah. sense. I, I think so. I feel like, I don't know. There's a lot of, well, that's how it's always been. I feel like just because, like I said, from my experience, I've been doing a lot of remote recording from just the beginning of anything in my career. So yeah. it's like, to me, it almost feels like, oh, we're all catching up that this is how we can do that. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope so. <laughs> it makes sense, though. I, I do think it's one of those things where, to your point, like, well, we do it this way because we've always done it. Mm-hmm. But once people are forced to do it a different way and they kind of realize, like, oh, there are plenty of advantages mm-hmm. of this, too. And, you know, the Internet being this kind of geographical democratizer like it is. It goes both ways. It helps you because then it gives you the option for jobs on both coasts as opposed to just being geographically limited. You know, it's convenient for them too. Right. So yeah, it makes sense. But then again, who who knows? Like even even once studios open up, you know, even just being able to record remotely through a studio on a different coast, that kind of thing. And even now, um, even with no one really recording in the studio, studios are still involved, you know, just in terms of like mis- mixing, mastering, sure. all that side of it, you know, so... I don't know. There's different ways this could go. I don't know. It's really exciting. The movie Loveland, from what I saw visually, <laughs> looks really cool. You you, you know more than I do because that <laughs> literally that was a very random opportunity where it's just like I just recorded some like walla for it and they're like, yeah, you could put it on IMDb. I'm like, okay, great. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about that yeah. to be honest, but uh, curious if I could pick my voice out of the crowd when it comes out. That's all I know on that. So. Or, hey, you know, if, if I can put anything, like, work-wise involves, like, you know, Agent Smith slash Hugo exactly. Weaving. Right, right. Like, perfect. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> right on. Before we wrap it up, is there anything you want to point people toward? Uh, in terms of? Just whatever. I mean, whether it's <laughs> anything you've done or anything you want to recommend, a movie, watch, what, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it could be anything. Oh, sweet. I'll do both then. And the movie is my Twitch channel. No, but kind of. Um, Because (laughs) it's been fun. I don't know. Like, I I actually have gotten really into Twitch lately. Like, like everyone who's gotten into Twitch lately, it started in April. And it was because it was the two-year, no, one-year? One year, it's 2020, one year anniversary of Whispers of the Machine, the the detective game I'm in, where I had streamed myself playing it 
when it came out for the very first time, like my first reactions playing it. And like, that was really fun because like the developers were there and like all these people were watching and like, I had a great time. I was like, this is great. I'm totally going to stream again. And then I didn't until a full calendar <laughs> year later when I was like, oh, oops. Well, I got nothing better to do. And now it's the, the anniversary of it. Let's do it again. And so I started streaming again. I was like, this is really fun. And I stuck with it and we're still going with it. So um, that's cool. I stream a couple times a week, either games I'm in or stuff I like to play, like narrative stuff or Overwatch or whatever. So, <laughs> and that's just um, twitch.tv slash ivydupler, just my name. So perfect. <laughs> Thank you for your time. This is really fun. Yeah, no worries. I hope I hope that was that was good. I hope I didn't get too ranty about the no the no, stuff it was really about people being like, "Where do I get a casting?" I'm like, "Oh my god." No, <laughs> I get it. I mean, that's that's why I asked the question. Yeah, no I was fair. just curious about that, right? <laughs> thank you again for your time. Like, this yeah. is really fun. Oh man, thank you so much for having me on. This was cool. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Please wear a mask. Stay safe. That's all I got. Goodbye. <laughs>